doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Thursday, the 2nd of November 2017. With me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 185. I hope you're all well, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. A difficult journey home this evening at the uh, time of recording. Chicken on the bus. Is there a bus route in my home borough of Lambeth? where chicken isn't eaten on the upper deck. This borough's obsession with chicken just gets to me. I may be just one of a handful of people in this borough that actually eats at home, that actually uses their kitchen. Here we are often grumbling about shrinking accommodation, but if there is a borough where the studio flat might work, it is Lambeth, because... Very few people seem to eat at home in Lambeth. Very few people seem to use their kitchens to prepare food in this borough. Of course, there was the inevitable music on the upper deck as well. I just despair, you know. I really despair. I don't want to share the afterlife with these people. I'm at that age now where I'm resigned to the fact that I'm not going to live forever. But when I think about the afterlife and how it might work, the fact that we would have to share that space with people like that, people who think nothing of eating on a bus, people who think nothing of playing music off their phone on a bus, unless there is a an alternative afterlife for these people, we're all still going to be together when all this is over. And uh, I find that troubling. Anyway, it is the show's fifth anniversary. Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Launched exactly five years ago today. Recorded from a box room in the London borough of Merton of all places. A quiet box room on a quiet residential street. Five years later, recorded from a main road. Loads of traffic. The show continues to regress. Here we are, 185 episodes later. Uh, Let's go through the periods. There was the uh, Merton period, of course. Then there was the Peckham period, where I was recording from a sublet property on Easley, uh, the roughest estate I've ever lived on. Where did I go after that? I think I went further south after that. That might have been Forest Hill. Then there was the Golden Radio era, uh, spanning three series and 65 episodes. And uh, now back to my home borough podcast into an audience of about 40 still working like a dog this week i've worked through the weekend friday night saturday morning half a sunday i was also uh, uploading episode 184 really not been sleeping much because of the man i'm trying to bring my script in on time and uh, that's proving difficult as i've said uh, before i'm enjoying it but i'm also frustrated by that turning these uh, shows out also of course it just means i'm working that is it that is what i'm doing i'm working getting the money for that new boiler uh, later this month i think that's really got me in a corner that's really limited my options how do you find the energy to fight on when you're shopping at a german budget supermarket where the meat's kept in the same aisle as the men's pants Answers uh, DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk or tweet me at 1607westegg. But uh, here we are, episode 185, moving on to the uh, sixth year 
of this show and uh, its seventh calendar year coming up with uh, 2018 now just a, a couple of months away. So uh, let's do this. Episode 185, crawling towards 200 episodes. Daniel Ruiz-Tyson is available sweating the small stuff because the small stuff does matter. By the way, let me just say at this point, nice to see the Hall of Fame pen, the four-coloured Bic, featuring prominently in Stranger Things 2. That pleased me. That is a great pen. My favourite pen. My favourite pen. I'm using a, a... Banner fine liner for my editing, and uh, I am fond also of gel ink pens. But uh, the uh, four coloured Bic is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that is untouchable. The start of the week uh, was uh, chilly, it is very chilly uh, in London, especially uh, very early morning. Of course, nothing new there. It is winter now, after all. The, uh, the man uh, relocated, so uh, Monday morning. Uh, I was having to travel heavy. I kind of got confused a little when I was uh, packing my stuff up at the man in the old building on Friday. And uh, I hadn't packed everything that I was supposed to pack into the crate. So I had to bring some of this stuff with me uh, back to the flat and then back to the new location on Monday morning. Wasn't the ideal way to travel in. I feel that at the start of the week, I should have at least taken a scarf with me because it has been that cold. More scarf business, by the way, later on in the show. And um, I think four of my five surviving still just about in shape jumpers are now ironed and ready for the run into Christmas. I think I can get another winter out of those five jumpers this year. I think I'm definitely going to have to ask uh, for clothes for Christmas. Last year, I just went mad on books. In a way, I think my aunt losing my winter socks that she bought me for last Christmas, but only found in July of this year. I think that was uh, an unexpected uh, boon for me midway through the year because, uh, you know, I've got a, a pair of winter socks now that I was told I'd been given. I was adamant I hadn't been given them. Suddenly, uh, those winter socks finally find their way to me in the summer. We're now in winter. And I've got a pair of winter socks that I didn't use last winter. All I'd heard between Christmas and the summer. And socks are a big thing there at Spanish Carnus because I always take my shoes off there, although I'm the only one that does. And it kind of, uh, you know, me being in my socks in someone's house is undermined when there are other people there walking around in their shoes. So um, my socks are always visible, though. That's the point. So... uh, Spanish Carnu would often look at my feet and, you know, say, where's those socks I got you? I never see you wearing them. My uncle chips saying, you know, te dije que no le iba a gustar los calcetines. I told you he wasn't going to like the socks. Well, I didn't get the socks, I kept saying. No te pones los calcetines que te di por la Navidad. You don't put your socks on that I got you for Christmas again. I tell her, I didn't get the socks. July, I finally get the socks. Parallels here, by the way. Christmas 86, Ian Rush released his first uh, autobiography. I can't remember what it was called now, but it had him on the front cover. Of course, it was his book, wearing the uh, first Liverpool Adidas kit from 85 to 87, just as he was Juventus-bound. And I was really looking forward to that book. Christmas Day, no sign of the book. My mum adamant that she'd got the book. I think it took her a couple of weeks uh, to find the book. So a shades of that, maybe it's something that runs in the family. I always get confused around this time of year, you know. I'm never 
quite sure whether the clocks go forward or backwards. I get confused by that uh, business of it being very dark outside. You know, you're leaving the flat 6.30, 7 in the morning. It's suddenly really, really dark for a week or two. And then the clocks, in this case, they went back, didn't they? And suddenly it's light again. That always throws me. I think the thing that's carried me through these very cold early mornings this week is knowing, of course, that it is winter coat season now. And uh, particularly on uh, Tuesday... 31st of October I think knowing that I was within just a day or two of bringing out the winter coat I think that carried me over the finishing line Steve Bishop friend of the show didn't quite make it to the 1st of November before bringing out the winter coat Steve tweeted first day of the winter coat I think this was on Monday I couldn't quite hang in there until November uh, like 1607 West Egg the beanie was already unleashed last Wednesday I think hats, certainly. I think we could all be justified in wearing hats from the start of October. It's a difficult time for the winter coat, continued Steve. Often needed for the chilly mornings, but the evenings are still a little warm for it. Steve's tweet had briefly sown some doubt, and I do mean that. And as you'll hear later on uh, the show on uh, Tuesday, I added a scarf to my double spring jackets. And throughout the day, I was contemplating delaying the winter coat's second winter launch. And, uh, you know, partly because I like anticipation. You know, I think I might have done it last year as well, actually, where I kind of went three or four days into November before I actually put the coat on. And that was the uh, winter coat's first uh, winter, of course. And I just think, well, I will gain an even more benefit if I delay wearing the winter coat. If I can just survive another three or four or five days with a spring jacket... I will feel even more benefit from the winter coat when I finally do wear it. I don't know. I I suppose it's the anticipation. It's why, as regular listeners will know, I love Christmas Eve, but I dislike Christmas Day. I like the build-up to things, but when things finally arrive, I'm less enthused, let's say. I'm an anticipation kind of guy. Then I thought, no, don't be ridiculous. I'm traveling in five layers. I've got the double spring jackets uh, going on. They've done their job. This is now the business end of winter. Just get into that winter coat. Stop fanning around. Just do this. That's what I was telling myself. And, uh, you know, I can always add the gloves at a later date. I can add a hat. I can bring back the scarf that so seduced me on Tuesday. How about you? What's your winter coat this year? Are you debuting a new one? When did you bring it out this year? Uh, What made you buy that winter coat? Was it difficult finding it? Any great winter coats of yesteryear too that you might still be mourning? Let our tiny audience know all about it. Twitter at 1607WestEgg. DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk. The Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Daniel Ruiz. Tizen is available. You can just post a comment under the shows as they appear on there. couple of hygiene fails to report both scarf related tuesday the 31st of october the day i uh, wore my scarf i'd remove my scarf on the bus to feel the benefit when i uh, got off i got off uh, after uh, some considerable 
bus rail handling. Then I touched my scarf as I got off the bus. No hand gelling involved at all. I was just out of form. You know, I hadn't worn a scarf last winter as far as I could remember because I had this beast of a winter coat. So I think it was a couple of winters since I'd, uh, you know, been uh, doing my scarf as soon as I got off the bus. And usually I do gel. As soon as I get off the bus, I gel before touching at the scarf. The scarf went straight into the wash when I got back to the flat. Uh, the second uh, scarf hygiene fail. Wednesday, 1st of November, another hygiene scarf fail. 88 uh, bus northbound, lower deck, 30-something woman, hair scraped back, early signs of traction, alopecia, long brown scarf in her hands, dragged it across the ground as she got off. Am I the only one who notices these things? Am I the only one who's careful with a scarf? You know, in fact, I leave my scarf in my bag. When I got off the bus, yes, I made that mistake. I didn't gel my hands before putting the scarf around my neck, but the scarf was in my bag. Until I'm ready to focus on putting on the scarf, it stays in the bag. It's like, you know, when you get, I suppose during the baggy trousers era, when would that have been? Or certainly in the 90s, I think uh, jeans, for instance, were very baggy. Boot-cut jeans as well in the uh, noughties. You'd often be stepping on them as you walked. I don't know how people can do that. I don't know how people can walk in the street with their trousers or their skirts scraping the pavement. I don't know. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available on the other side of the midlife crisis ways to support the show. You can do all your Amazon shopping by clicking on the Amazon referral link at DanielRuizTyson.com. Amazon recognizes you've gone to them via the referral link on my site and kicks back a small percentage of whatever you've purchased back to my work at no extra cost to you. And of course, Christmas is coming up. This is a great opportunity for the website to again start paying for itself. There are over 500 shows on there and loads of writing. And in order to be able to keep that archive online, the website does need your support. Further ways to support this work, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That helps immensely. Reviews, not just ratings, but a review makes a massive difference. The show gains greater visibility in the iTunes store. More podcast listeners searching the store become aware of its visibility. And I don't have to keep disappearing after a run of uh, 25, 30, 40 shows. And uh, in case you're skipping through this, you know, on a successful podcast, the uh, shaving ads would go here. And that is how those shows make their money. Do I edit that car honk out? Do I edit that uh, car honk horn out what what is it a honk a horn i'm not a i'm not a driver i've just given away the fact if if you were listening to this show for the first time you would have have you'd have no idea that i don't drive you think ah, this guy probably has a car he's a driver who isn't a driver what man doesn't drive i don't drive and i think i just gave it away there trying to describe a car's Horn, subscribing whether via iTunes or the RSS feed or subscribing via the platform of choice. Again, that's another straightforward way to help. Uh, that, that car horn has really thrown me. Perhaps, too, you might even consider making a secure donation to the podcast via the PayPal button at uh, DanielRuizTyson.com. Let's make a brief visit to the South Lambeth Road uh, Cafe. It shows looking a little short running time-wise. Uh, that's 
that's the Thursday episode. That's that's what I can do because of uh, because of the man. Let's uh, let's get into the cafe anyway. Uh, Wednesday, first of November, oh uh, seven fifty eight hours. I had the scarf on. It's a, it's a very much a scarf theme show today, isn't it? Toilets temporarily sidelined by the scarves. Uh, you know, I wish I'd bought the scarf out earlier. I think I said that too uh, uh, earlier on in the show. But literally, I, it warmed me up because it's been so cold in London this week. But I, I just put that scarf on and I felt great with that scarf. Didn't need a hat, didn't need gloves. The scarf, though, just feeling that around my neck and I was pleased with a knot too. Real regret for me. I'd like to keep the scarf going on into the winter. Is there a place for it? Probably not. I don't really need the scarf with his coat. Anyway, I went into the cafe, uh, went straight into the loose to wash my hands, as I always do uh, when Phil Collins rolls the shutter up and lets me in. And I went through the swing saloon doors. There was a bucket of mop there and I could hear singing coming from the uh, women's. And I thought, that's not the veteran. Normally she's in there just, you know, mopping up. But I've never heard her sing. 17 years ago in there, 17 years of uh, watching her clean, hearing her clean. She never sings. She's just very focused on the job at hand, as you have to be in these loos. It wasn't her. It was a young Ruben-esque cleaner, earphones on, singing out a tune. And I wondered whether this is perhaps the start of the cafe's efforts to find a long-term successor to the veteran. And uh, if that search has finally begun, then uh, they've got a massive job on their hands because uh, she is a phenomenal member of staff. She really is. Another hygiene fail of the week uh, followed shortly afterwards, actually. Now, what I normally do, so I get to the cafe early. It doesn't open at 7.30 in the mornings anymore as it used to under the uh, late owner. It's now uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, you know, if they know you, if you're a regular, they let you in a little early. And uh, what I normally do in case they've missed me, I, I've said it a few shows back, I scrape the chair in the Alfresco area. I sit on one of those chairs and I scrape it across the ground so they can hear that someone's out there. They can have a look. They see it's me. They let me in. And uh, I'm not sure how that will work, actually, say on a rainy morning, because the awning isn't fully out it's not fully extended either so if it rains i'm going to be exposed to the rain i tend not to wear a hat or the uh, hoodie in the morning uh, the hoodie from one of the uh, two spring jackets because i want them to to see the back of my head uh, i'm sure that they know what the back of my head looks like these days you know the uh, hair on the top and a short back and size with a high fade number one or number two they'll recognize the back of the scalp if i put the hoodie on maybe they're not going to know who it is so I don't know how that's going to work if it's a rainy morning. So far, uh, I've been fortunate. But anyway, they let me in. I go in. I go straight to the loo, wash my hands. But uh, this particular morning, I'm out there. I'm reading the library book, usually. I've got a bunch of library books, I said uh, the other day. So I'm reading the library books. I come in. The library book goes back into the plastic bag that then goes inside my bag. I don't want the library book directly inside my bag touching my bag this time I just left the library book on the toilet table and I went into the loos washed my hands then the library book was on the toilet table and I thought you know the toast is coming over the Portuguese toast is coming over the latte's coming over I've got my work on the table as well I don't really want to touch this book now but here's the thing this book was actually published this year it's never been borrowed so it wasn't 
a disaster. So unfortunate in that respect. It was only published this year. Pimlico Library had two copies. So I thought about it and I thought, this isn't really a disaster. I can live with this. And uh, in actual fact, I could be reading this library book indoors without the latex gloves. Uh, Supplies of which, by the way, are running perilously low now. But uh, I didn't, though. I did get the gloves on uh, at the weekend when I started reading the book. But given that this book has never been borrowed before, looking back, I didn't need to panic. I could have just picked the book up off my toilet table and made space, made more space for my work. I could have worked in a better way that morning. I suppose you could look at it also in that as I've been reading the book on buses, maybe you can make an argument for keeping a, a token amount of hand gelling involved in the process. And you could argue that I was right to be unhappy about leaving the book out after washing my hands. Of course, once I've read a book outdoors, it's not read indoors. So the book is only uh, read on my commute. You know, it's one or the other with me, indoor books, outdoor books. Certainly, certainly I feel this book is the best library book the cleanest, certainly, that I've handled this year. If I was buying it from a store or Amazon, it still gets handled by the retailers. That's the way I've, you know, I've been thinking about this. And uh, even before that, that book would be handled at the warehouse. This, this is a library book. A handful of librarians will have handled it. Library users perhaps will have considered uh, borrowing it, but it hasn't been borrowed and uh, it's in brilliant condition it is clean as clean as a library book can be and you know what the book will be returned in the same top condition because i love books and i'm clean i'm a clean reader and that is it that is today's show i hope you guys enjoy your weekends and uh, do what you do well you can only do your best thank you for listening shoulders back people keep on walking towards the sun i'm back on monday i'm daniel ruiz tyson and this week i have been available.